When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's cracking, y'all? Welcome back to the station. Welcome back to the channel. If you've come here looking for rookie content, rookie analysis, how are the rookies doing, you are in the right place because on the Rookie Report, that's all we do. All I'm doing is going through the past week of the NFL season, highlighting the rookies who have really stood out either positively or negatively and how we should value those players moving forward for fantasy football purposes, whether it's dynasty, redraft, underdog, best ball, it doesn't matter. How are these rookies playing? Who's for real and who's a pretender? So we got a lot of good stuff to get into today. I want to get you in and out as efficiently and quickly as possible. So if you can, Hit that thumbs up button for your boy. Like the content. Comment below. Let me know what rookies are standing out to you. Who did I miss? Who we need to talk about? Who do I need to keep my eye out for? And if you can, if you stick around to the end and you find the information actionable and or entertaining, which I know you will, subscribe to the channel. Turn the alerts on. We're dropping dope content over here at Destination Debbie all the time. But let's kick this thing off talking about a player who I had ranked third at their position going into the draft. But as I sit back today and I read all the reports, I'm seeing all the videos coming out of Houston on CJ Stroud, y'all. I am in. I think this young man has a chance to be pretty damn good. And we knew coming out of Ohio State, his claim to fame is superpower, ball placement specialist. And as you can see on these highlights, if you're watching on YouTube, that's exactly what he's doing. Tight coverage. You've got Derek Stingley, Nico Collins. He's feeding it to Tank Dell, to Robert Woods. This young man, if he can be what a lot of NFL scouts comped him to, Jared Goff, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, if C.J. Stroud can turn into that, can turn into Jared Goff, which I think he's a little better thrower than Jared Goff. Jared Goff is crazy good, but C.J. Stroud has got some nasty work in that arm as well. This could be a player that we're looking back on and saying, damn, all the rookie quarterbacks from the 2023 class are looking good. Normally, you get a couple of busts at the quarterback position, but the way these three are playing right now, and I'm talking about C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and Bryce Young, I would love to, love to get a class where all the quarterbacks are good. And right now, so far, so good from not only Bryce, not only from A. Rich, I wanted to give this episode to C.J. Stroud as the only quarterback we're touching on this week. Yes, a. Rich made some plays. Yes, Bryce has been making plays. But C.J. Stroud, down there in Houston, more love for C.J. Stroud because he has been balling. I want him. Don't know where you guys have him ranked in Dynasty, but man, move him up those ranks. I think he's going to be pretty damn good if early training camp is any indication of what he's going to continue to do throughout the preseason and this season. Now, let's pivot to the running back position. I got a couple of backs that I want to touch on really quickly. Gibbs, we're not going to spend a lot of time on Jameer Gibbs. I just wanted to show this because we know he's fast, but damn, when you see him versus a linebacker, and this is not a Detroit Lions linebacker, this is somebody from the Giants who hadn't seen Gibbs, listen to what Brian Dayball said about him after practice, that he is incredible. This is a player I know, B. John Robinson is RB1, but we look up at the end of the fantasy season and Jameer Gibbs is neck and neck with him in scoring, if not maybe potentially, potentially outscoring him 
due to the fact that he's going to be utilized like a receiver, great offense. Gibbs is incredible. Dynasty RB2 for most people right now. And in seasonal leagues, hell yeah, he is worthy of high capital. I'm taking him anywhere between the third and fourth round on underdog. If I've got to reach, I'll reach. I want me some Jameer Gibbs. So should you. This is going to be a special, special player. I think he's going to sort of uh, kind of reinvent what the running back position is supposed to look like. Him and Bijan, those pass-catching weapons. Remember, I always say there's a difference between running backs who can catch passes and those that can be deployed as pass-catching weapons. Jameer Gibbs, Bijan Robinson, pass-catching weapons. Now, another running back, pretty good in the receiving game, but wouldn't consider him on the same level as Bijan and Gibbs. But man, between the tackles, this young man is an absolute star. Tank Bigsby from Duval, baby. Duval County, Jacksonville Jaguars. Tank Bigsby out of Auburn. You see him right here cutting up, carving up that Jags defense. The size, the speed. We talked about him a little bit on the last rookie report. They said in the goal line situations, uh, they call him a doggone freight train down there, Tank Bigsby. This is a player that I think pairs very, very well with Travis Etienne. That thunder lightning approach, even though Bigsby can move on his own. This could be great for Trevor Lawrence, great for the Jacksonville Jaguars offense. I'm loving what I'm seeing out of Tank. Probably even as a rookie, one of the better RB handcuffs you can get in fantasy. Do I think there's going to be a lot of standalone value for Bigsby absent an ETN injury? I don't. But if there were ever something to happen to ETN, which we knock on wood, Never pray for injuries on this channel. Tank Bigsby should assume that role. You'll want him in Dynasty. You want him in Redraft. You want him in Best Ball. Really liking what this my, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars team and Doug Peterson are putting together. Tank Bigsby very impressed by this young rookie running back. A couple of other hot names out there right now. Not going to make the show. Not going to dive in deep. But I'm going to just throw a couple at you to keep these names on the radar. Keaton Mitchell out of Baltimore. Chris Rodriguez out of Washington. Keep your eyes and ears peeled for those two young men. So let's move on to the wide receiver position and the man that's on the thumbnail, the man that's kind of scared a lot of people. You got a lot of analysts saying that he's a surefire bust and you don't want receivers from this school, but I'm just grading the player, not the helmet. And the player that we saw in college and the player that we've seen the first two weeks of training camp looks like a doggone monster. And I'm talking about big Quentin Johnston from TCU. I know Jalen Rager and Josh Doxson did us dirty. Don't want to go to the TCU well again. Well, damn it. I want Justin Herbert. I want Kellen Moore. So that means I want Quentin Johnson. If you're going to give me one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL with one of the best offensive coordinators in the NFL, the skill set that QJ has, getting downfield, the size, the speed, the athleticism, sign me up for that. I think this young man has a chance in this offense to be really, really good, especially when your top two pass catchers, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, have not been the best models of health over the past couple of years. QJ is one injury away from being the guy or being involved even more, but without that, he's going to have standalone value in leagues, redraft, dynasty. QJ, the stock is up for this young man. I've just been very impressed by the ways that the Chargers are using him. You want to see coaches and teams use the players to the best of their skill set and everything that we're seeing, red zone, downfield, get that big boy moving, opening up that stride, blowing past defensive backs. I don't have enough QJ. I need a little more QJ, Quentin Johnston. So should you. I'm excited about this young man. I think he's going to bring a, a different dimension to this Chargers offense. And I'm sure Chargers fans are really excited to see QJ play this fall, you know, the offensive line was kind of crazy last year. Should be really good for Justin Herbert. 
Austin Eckler, the entire team, having another weapon like that on the outside. Shout out to you, Quinn Johnson. You've been balling in camp, and you deserve this one, baby. Let's continue to work our way down the first-round wide receiver board. Talk about another player making noise, and it's so ironic. The comparison that I had for this player during the pre-draft process, during the start of the college football season, was actually a poor man's version of the team that he's playing with and the player that he's playing across from. I'm talking about Jordan Addison. Yes, I said he kind of reminds me of a uh, poor man's Justin Jefferson. Now, I don't want to compare anybody to one of the best receivers we've seen enter the NFL over the first three years in NFL history. But when you're talking about a route technician, a, a student of that separation game, Jordan Addison is that. Winning the Bolitnikoff as a sophomore at Pitt, transferring to USC and balling out before he got injured, this is a great fit for Addison. And yes, I know, K.J. Osborne is technically listed ahead of him as a starter. This young man's going to play. He's going to be impactful from day one for Minnesota. And not only is Jordan Addison good for you in fantasy football, he's good for the people who have Justin Jefferson. He's good for the people who have T.J. Hawkinson. Because when you have another legitimate wide receiving option on the outside, it, it disallows the defense from double, triple teaming, shading, putting two and one over the top on that guy right there, number 18. So he should see some cleaner looks. Addison should see one-on-one -on -one coverage. And when you've got Kirk Cousins, who wants to throw the ball all around the field, again, you talk about team and scheme fit, match made in heaven, another one right here with Minnesota Vikings and Jordan Addison paired him up with Justin Jefferson, excited about this combination in 2023 and moving on. Let's talk about another receiver. Let's stay in the AFC. Let's go back to the AFC. Let's go to the AFC West. And this is a team that should be much better than they were last year because their current head coach came out and completely just crapped on the prior regime and what they were doing or what they did not do. Now I'm talking about the Denver Broncos and Marvin Mims in particular, the second round pick out of Oklahoma. Deep play threat, 4-3-40 at the combine. Phenomenal ball tracking skills. Paired with a quarterback who wants to, quote-unquote, cook Russell Wilson, throwing the ball downfield. The Denver Broncos, they've got a pretty good offense. Offensively, you got Judy, you've got Sutton, you've got Dolchich, you've got Albert O, you've got Javonta Williams working his way back, Samaje Ryan, Russell Wilson, and Sean Payton. Now, Tim Patrick, out for the season, tore his Achilles tendon this past week. Healed up Tim Patrick. That sucks. Two years in a row, it's a tough break for him. But this is an opportunity for Marvin Mims to step up. And you see it already in training camp practices with him getting down the field, making explosive plays for the Broncos. Rolled out here by Russell Wilson. Doesn't look like Mims was the first read. But, you know, when you run a 4-3 and you get down the field and you got a quarterback that can launch it, there you go. Good things tend to happen. This is a player that I'm excited about. Really love this tape out of Oklahoma. So to see him on the field, full padded practice, getting some work. This is good for those Marvin Mims shares, the Marvin Mims truthers. Pretty excited about this young man. So should you. Don't know what I would actually trade for him right now in Dynasty. Can you trade a second and a third to get him? Can you do a tear down off of a player like a Deontay Johnson, like a Mike Evans? Could you tear down off of a George Pickens? Can you trade George Pickens for Marvin Mims in a second? Those would be ideals of purchasing prices that I would do to acquire him in Dynasty. Seasonal leagues, best ball. I want some exposure to Marvin Mims, but I don't know how many times you're going to be plugging him in a lineup. It's early, only two weeks into the season. We'll see what happens. Hopefully nobody else gets injured, but Marvin Mims, excited about that young man. Let's talk about another player who uh, is turning heads right now 
in camp. I mean, along with the entire doggone team. And I'm talking about Jalen Hyatt from the New York Giants. And my goodness, the speedster Jalen Hyatt. We saw it at Tennessee, the skill set, the speed, downfield ability. And damn it, we're seeing it right now out of the Giants. He is screaming downfield time and time again, connecting with Daniel Jones deep. They are practicing joint practices with the Detroit Lions. This player is drafting the third round, kind of shocking. A lot of us thought he could be a first-round pick. But now that he fell down, people not as in on him. I'm looking at this, this Giants receiving core, and we talked about the models of health for Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, Paris Campbell, Sterling Shepard. I mean, you know, those guys have not been consistently healthy throughout their career either. So is there going to be opportunity for Jalen Hyatt to play this fall? Hell yes. He's going to play. And they're going to utilize what he does well. Highlight his strengths. That's what good coaches do. Brian Nabal is a great coach. And he's highlighting his skill set. Run deep. You're fast. Run deep. Daniel Jones has got a big arm. Connect downfield. Loving what I'm seeing out of Jalen Hyatt right now. So if you got a little discount on him in rookie drafts, you should be pretty damn excited. Seasonal leagues really only want him in best ball right now. We'll see if he can carve out a more more target-heavy opportunity role in this offense. But right now, best ball leagues... Underdog, sign me up. Give me all the freaking Jalen Hyatt I can get. Let's talk about his teammate. Played with him at Tennessee, and he played on Thursday night. Talking about Cedric Tillman. Cedric Tillman from the Cincinnati, not Cincinnati Browns, the Cleveland Browns. This big play wide receiver, senior guy coming out of Tennessee. Kind of went under the radar this process because he didn't get to play the full college football season. Was injured last year. Jalen Hyatt stepped up. But Cedric Tillman, do not sleep on what he can bring to the table. I mean, you're watching these clips. He had some nice plays in the Thursday night game. Cedric Tillman, another one of these young rookie wide receivers that are trying to make an impact early this season. And when you look at this Cleveland Browns offensive receiving room, it's pretty nice. You've got Elijah Moore. You've got Amari Cooper. Donovan Peoples-Jones in the building. But then after that, Anthony Schwartz fumbled on Thursday. David Bell, I'm not sure. They spent some capital on Cedric Tillman, so don't sleep on this young man. Is he going to be the one or the two this year? Absolutely not. It's not happening unless something happens to Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones and Elijah Moore, which we don't wish for those things on this channel. But in Dynasty, next season could be wheels up for Cedric Tillman. So I'm excited and been impressed with what we're reading and hearing out of camp, saying he's been one of the better receivers out there for Cleveland this training camp. So let's continue to watch and monitor how Cedric Tillman produces throughout these first couple of preseason games. And then the guy that we got to talk about, one of the biggest fallers in the college football world, the NFL world, my goodness, he fell. I'm talking about Kayshawn Boutte, wide receiver out of LSU. Talked about his teammate Demario Douglas last week. But right now, all reports out of New England has this man has been on fire this past week in practices. Ridiculous catches every single day. Routing up Christian Gonzalez. Making big plays. Special down the field. Him and Demario Douglas. Kayshawn Boutte. We knew he had the talent. Injury. Coaching staff change. Outplayed his final season. Ran poor at the combine. But you put the pads on. You strap it on. And you get on the field. He's balling right now. Does he make the 53, y'all? Let me know in the comments if you think he makes the 53. I'm not sure. I'm not as dialed in on all the other guys. But when you look at all the other guys, Kendrick Bourne, mid. Devontae Parker, mid. Juju Smith-Schuster, fine. Other than that, he's competing with Tyquan Thornton. He's competing with Demario Douglas, who's been balling. Douglas, Boutte, 
Probably should make this roster. Let me know, Pats fans. What do you think? But Kayshawn Boutte, keep your eyes and ears out for this young man. A lot of people like him. A lot of people are excited about him. And uh, he's been playing well, which is the most important part. He's playing well early in practices. Preseason is going to be huge for him. Bill Belichick has already said he and Douglas are going to play a lot during the preseason. So a lot of opportunity for Boutte to make a name for himself, whether that be on this roster or if he's released somewhere else. So let's finish this thing up talking about two tight ends who have really stood out this past week. And I want to go to Green Bay and talk about Luke Musgrave, the big, fast tight end out of Oregon State. Got to see him up close and personal at the Senior Bowl. And as fast as he looks on this video, uh, that's how big and fast he looks in real life. He is cemented in as the tight end one for Green Bay. Jordan Love targeting him heavy right now. They had a little scrimmage that was shown on TV. Musgrave was involved early. We know he's athletic. Can he block and do all that other stuff? I don't know. But in fantasy football, I don't give a damn if you block. Get down the field, run digs, run posts, run flies. He can do that. Jordan Love, all accounts, progressing, right? Hitting his young targets, him and Reed, Musgrave and Reed, really showing that connection with Jordan Love. But this is a young tight end, and I know everybody in the fantasy space says rookie tight ends can't produce. Well, maybe not in year one, but when I'm trying to bet on somebody in the long run for dynasty, Luke Musgrave is a player that I definitely want to bet on. So Luke Musgrave, positive news out of Green Bay. Really excited about his outlook moving forward. And the final tight end, we saved the biggest for last. And I'm talking about big Darnell Washington from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Six foot seven, 260 pounds, runs a 4'640. And you see him right here against linebackers. It's not fair. There was, there was no player that I, I really was following the beat reporters that I saw more positive news and buzz on this past week than Darnell Washington. This big man is going to be an impact player for the Steelers, but he may not do it as what you're seeing right here, catching a bunch of passes. They said he's going to be used down the seams and in the red zone. Phenomenal blocker, which should yield positive results for both Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, and Kenny Pickett, the thrower of the football. But big wash. I mean, is this a guy who could be you know, a 30, 40 reception, 8, 9, 10 touchdown tight end per season kind of guy. And I know that sounds crazy. I know it sounds far-fetched, but I think he's got the talent to do just that. I mean, when you've got somebody this size, this big, in an offense that knows how to historically use tight ends, go back to the Heath Miller days, this is an opportunity for Darnell Washington. I'm, I'm mildly more excited about Wash today um, then I was, uh, then I was after the draft when he was picked in the third round, this big boy can play, this big boy can move, he's physical. And when you get Mike Tomlin, who I believe is one of the best coaches in the NFL, praising your name, talking about you saying that you are going to be an impactful player for us from week one. That's what I need to hear. So is Darnell Washington on the same level as a Sam Laporta, Dalton Kincaid, a Luke Musgrave? No, the answer is no. But could he be a serviceable, usable tight end at some point this fantasy season? Absolutely. Even if it's just for the touchdown upside alone, Darnell Washington is another name. Keep your eyes and ears peeled for news coming out of the Pittsburgh camp about this young man. So there it is. Those were some of my highest uh, rated rookie movers over this week two of the NFL training camp. I uh, wanted to talk through C.J. Stroud, uh, Tank uh, Tank Bigsby, Jalen Hyatt, Cedric Tillman. I talked a little Musgrave, just finish up Darnell Washington, Big Q.J., Jordan Addison, Marvin Mims. 
uh, Jameer Gibbs. Did not touch on Luke Schoonmaker, Dallas Cowboys rookie tight end. Finally healthy on the field practicing. Maybe he'll make it next week's edition after we get some preseason games. So appreciate y'all tapping in for week two of the Rookie Report. Make sure you're locked into Destination Devi. If you're here, you stuck around to the end, hit the thumbs up button, comment below. Let me know what rookies I left off, who I need to include, who I need to watch out for. And then subscribe to the channel. Really appreciate that love and support from you all. I hope you all have a fantastic day. Be great. Be blessed. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.